Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.B. Young and Christian Weaver. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in. Getting a little too hyped up in here, Christian. What, what is going on? We're back in our uh, original studio, so we're a little too excited. Yes, uh, working out some kinks with the YouTube stuff, so we're, we're back doing audio this week. It's fine. It's fine. Right? Yes, it is. I feel so comfortable in here. It's I like, do, too. It's almost like the last few shows, although they were good shows, kind of felt like we were visiting. Yeah, the <laughs> we're guinea pigs over yes, there. Yes, we are. We need other people to kind of work out the kinks with it. Because we know what the issues are. Oh, yeah. But. But they they're, they haven't been fixed yet, so. But we're going to get there. But as it stands right now, we're back, uh, we're back home. And uh, we're excited to be here. All-Star Weekend has come and gone. And it was. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the sound you can kind of give to it. Yeah. It was, it was okay. There are so many elements to it. You know, they they talk about having a good time while they're there, but as a consumer, as a fan watching the game, kind of left a few things to be desired. Yeah, the game itself was bad. Oh um, yes, very. <laughs> and people have been saying they're bad for a long time, but the past few years they've been entertaining at least. Very entertaining because it was close at the end, and they'd kind of walk in and they play defense and all that, but. This time, it wasn't close at all. I saw somebody say the reason no one enjoyed it was because Steph wasn't playing. And I was like, I won't say that's the full yeah. reason. You were missing a handful of bodies. And we could talk about, you know, Giannis coming out, one dunk, wrapping it up. LeBron catching his pinky in the rim, and that's a wrap for him. But it just, it was missing something. And we said, you know, at the end of these games, they always get competitive. You're expecting the first three and a half quarters to kind of be a dunk contest, a lot of oops, a lot of deep threes. But those last five minutes, they're supposed to go hard in the paint, like Waka Flock said, and they did not. No. At all. It but wasn't. It, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't close. And I think the best, the most competitive segments were the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum back and forth. That was cool. It was cool. But that was it. Like, that's the only thing that I really took from it that was competitive at all. So that, that was – Somewhat of a letdown. I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, Dane pulling up from half court right. and doing what he does. But just as a whole, yeah, probably not really one of the best All-Star games I've seen in a while. You think there's a world where they kind of do away with the All-Star game and think, do the uh, midseason tournament sword? I don't know. I, 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 for one thing, we know that the, the amount of money the All-Star weekend brings in is insane. Right. So unless they can find something that can equal or trump that, All Star Weekend ain't going nowhere. Regardless That's a good of good point. You know what I mean? Regardless of how how much you may not like the All Star game, Adam Silver's rolling in the dough from All Star Weekend. So Yeah, and also I heard some people saying it's like, why do they do it during the middle of the season? Why don't they do it or it's not even the middle of the season, yeah. it's it's a little past it's about, half. About two thirds of the way done. Yeah. Why don't they do it a little earlier or in the summer? I was like, well, they're never gonna do it during the summer. Definitely not. Players won't do it. <laughs> um and I don't really know what the answer is. I think the twenty fourth thing at the end of the game's good. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good addition. I just don't know how you can make them play harder. I, I don't well, know either. <laughs> it's an exhibition game. I, I really don't know what you can do either. And it's like I don't want to blame because it's hard to blame the players that are in it because it really does come down to the guys playing. Do they want to compete? I mean, we know a lot of them are, you know, cool with each other. But at the same time, a lot of you think about some of the other games when you had the the best of the best. They wanted to prove that they were better than right. the other guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was always fun to see, oh, my favorite player against your favorite player. Oh, oh now they're on the same team. Like, so it was it was fun and competitive at the same time. So as far as a quick fix for the All-Star game, I got no freaking idea, man. I, I don't know what you can do to make the players 
wanted more. But yeah, all-star game, if we have to give it a grade from A to F, what do you give it? A D plus? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a, a D. Just a a D? solid D. Okay, no no plus? I'll give it the D. I'm sure you will give it the D. I was thinking, you know, C minus, but yeah, D plus D. We'll rock with the D. All right, we're going uh, backwards, I guess, from Sunday night to Saturday, Saturday night. night. The uh, Saturday night festivities. But they were okay. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah. Um, skills challenge has always been pretty much whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's always kind of the low light of the night. Yeah. and team, it's, it's the starter. It is. It is. Kind of gets you prepped uh, for I, passing I feel and like all they that could, good stuff. I don't know what exactly you would do, but I feel like they could revitalize it and doing something else with the skills challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be, but I feel like they should probably do something different. That's probably the easiest event to shake up because like you said, it's it's so it's a starter. So if you change the whole vibe of it, nobody's gonna be like yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, no one's gonna be you changed my skills challenge. What are you doing? So Team Jazz took that home. That was Jordan Clarkson, uh Walker Kessler and Colin Sexton. They won the it. home team. The yeah. home team. So that sounds about right. But yeah, I feel like they can tweak that some but that's not, you know, the most important thing. So yeah, three point contest. Um, Damian Willard won that. That was nice. Yeah, it was his first three point contest win, and he said he's retiring from it. I believe. <laughs> Did he say that for I real? Think so. So he's not going to do it again. I think. Man, see, okay, I have a problem with that. I feel like if you win it, you should be in it next year. At least come back to see if someone can take your crown. At least come back one more time. Now, if he won it again, then I have no problem with him winning back to back. If he, you know, and he said, I'm not doing it again. But if he lost it, then, you know, I guess he wants to go out on top. But. Yeah, he beat Buddy Heald. Um, Tyrese Halberton in the first round, I think he's tied the record for most points. I think, I think so. he had 31. Something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so three-point contest was good, I would say. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, that. Buddy Heald, get off on a little side note here, kind of underrated when talking about the best shooters in the history of the game. Well, because I, I will admit, He's never made the playoffs. That's probably why. <laughs> That's a big reason why. But I think he shoots like eight three pointers a game for his career and averages forty percent from the three. Dude, that's so, insane. Like, oh no, he's, he's quietly like a top ten shooter of all time. He's a shooter without question, and I wouldn't mind having him on the squad. But you hit the nail on the head. No one's seeing it that doesn't you know already yeah, know. No, like the casuals. It, you know what I mean. So the the masses don't know how good of a shooter he is. But that's the thing about, you know, a lot of these events on All-Star Weekend. Some people may not know the guy, and they'd be like, hey, the guy, you know, like, like your slam dunk winner. Mac McClung. Who I, really, I don't know how you couldn't know him because he was a high school phenom. Oh, yeah, he was a freaking viral for a while, like doing stuff insane. But, but he did go to Georgetown for a little bit, transferred to Texas Tech, and kind of flew under the radar because, well, He's not the greatest basketball player. But he can dunk. He, boy, he can get up without question. And, you know, that that's one of those situations where, you know, they say you, you can't do everything in your game. Th- this was his specialty without question. Right. So he um, was definitely in his field. And he is having a good year in the G League, I would I should say. Um, I think he's just off the top of my head. He's averaging like 16-4 or 18-4-4 four four on good shooting splits but okay. um what about his contract with uh philly is that already a uh, fizzled out i don't <laughs> think like a, i don't think it has yet six hour contract or something like that they what did it 10 day i don't I, I think so it may but um yeah mac mcclung he put on a show he was good he was did, really good did not miss a single dunk I, i'm a big fan of that too shaq is always Neither of the finals that, did and that's awesome that to me was probably obviously he had the best dunks but and I'm still mad at Lisa Leslie. That's a whole different story. I, oh, I, oh my gosh, I was so mad at her. Let's just um, let's, let's not but, get started. Um, <laughs> but Trey Murphy, no Trey Murphy was doing really well too, and he had the one alley oop where he threw it up in the air and caught it before it came down. Dude, I, I don't think people understand how, how hard, hard. Yes, because the dunk itself, we've seen that dunk before, but how he presented it to himself to catch it. All was insane because that was the that was the biggest thing. It did not bounce off the air. He didn't bounce it off the glass. He floated it and caught it. That was insane. But yeah, it was a it was Big Mac's night. The um, which dunk was it? The five forty. Was a big fan right. of that dunk. That I, was a nice dunk. And for him, how, how tall was Mac McClung? Six two. Jeez. And he was I mean getting up there and killing it. So it's always the smaller guys always gonna look better than the bigger guy. But exactly. Even when they you know. Let's just say the dunks are similar. Mac was doing stuff that if you were taller, it would have looked good. But even the taller guys wasn't doing those dunks. Yeah. Um, like when Nate Robinson won it back to back. It's like he, 
he was he had a built-in advantage because he was so short and he was getting up there. He did, without question. But Mac, he did some very impressive dunks. Probably the least impressive one was uh, who was that? Jericho Sims. Where yeah, he, the arm in the rim, which has been done multiple times. Yeah, it, it was it was cool when Vince did it. Yes, because no one was doing it. But now he he did it and pulled the little envelope down with the fifty on it. I'm like, like wow. If Jericho Sims would have did that. In 1986, oh gosh, the house would have came down. <laughs> they would have been like, oh, oh my gosh, that would have been the most insane thing ever. But <laughs> we are in 2023, so yeah, that wasn't gonna fly at all. But yeah, Big Mac with the win in the dunk contest, I definitely enjoyed that. You know who's a big winner of the weekend? Who's a big winner? Jose Alvarado. Oh, <laughs> he was the Rising Stars MVP. Shout out to game. him. Yes, and then also he had the dunk with Trey Murphy in the first thing where they did the Grand Theft Alvarado and he stole the ball and then threw the oop to him. That was pretty which cool. Which was cool. And it was really cool because you really weren't expecting it and then kind of came out and then whoop, took the ball and it was perfect pass, one take one dunk. Yep. I like that. So yeah, no, he, he definitely needs some more. We didn't even talk about that. So yeah, props to him because he definitely deserved it. And uh, Kenya Martin Jr. who was also in there. He didn't have the, he had some good dunks, but um, he's the best in-game dunker of all those people, I would say. I would too. Like he getting down the court and getting up, yeah, without question, I give them. I don't know uh, exactly what his dad was doing with that uh, one pass. Yeah, <laughs> but but as we all know, Kmart was never the biggest passer. I'm just no, saying, though. He, he wasn't more of an enforcer. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I've always thought he was a scary individual. Very scary. With it's, uh, I read it. I can't remember where it was. Crap, I should have uh, noted it down. But uh, Kmart was essentially telling his son to be a lot nicer to people than he was. He was, yeah. okay. So that, that was a pretty good route. He's, he's gotten a little older. He's understood that a lot of the decisions he made and how he acted may not have been the best route to take. So he's trying to teach his son. So, hey, you live, you learn, and you pass on that information to your kids. So I'm not mad at Kmart for that. That was actually pretty good. Okay, All-Star Weekend, it has passed us. Now we look towards the future. And by future, I mean the 20 to 25 games left in the NBA season. What how is that possible? Is that accurate? Am I counting that right? Doesn't seem like it should be this far into the season. Oh, boy. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like it one we're bit. Almost, we're getting towards the end. Uh, I don't like it. Well, well, I guess at the beginning of the season, we say, you know what? Let's look at these teams. Let's look at how they're shaping up. Let's uh, get them situated in the standings. Well, um, here we are. And, boy, those look really bad. I'm looking at what Christian, uh, he showed me what I had at the beginning of the season. I, take that back it's not some terrible. of them are, yeah i think our eastern conference is a little better than our western i could be wrong but we'll see i think mine is bad all around but uh so let, let's see let's let's check it out so what are we running now? how are we going to do this? all right we're going to start in the east and i guess we'll so, say what our old prediction was what our new prediction is and what it is currently i guess we can do that yeah i guess we can do that it's going to be a lot of uh, random. <laughs> but hey, how, how it, we'll see how it flows. We'll see how it flows. So do we want to start from the top? Yeah, Let's we'll work start our way down. We'll start from the top. Okay. So the one seed in the Eastern Conference, originally, I had the 76ers being the one seed. Now I have the Celtics being the one seed, and the Celtics are currently the one seed. Okay. All right. Um, I think we were a little lower on the Celtics in the preseason because of the whole Ime Udoka thing was hanging over their heads pretty recently at that time yeah i don't think i had them as low as you did maybe did i, I think you had them lower I did. if i remember correctly yeah actually i did oh well see we weren't too low on them then i'm thinking like you know we had them down yeah like but this. like they're the best team in the league yeah they are <laughs> they they really are but, but okay let's see number one i had the bucks i had the bucks and like you said they currently the celtics are number one I'm gonna keep the Bucks at one. Man. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna change on it. Right now, the Bucks are riding half a, a game. Dude, yep. they're riding a nice. I didn't realize streak. they <laughs> they've won ten in a row. Oh I yes. Didn't that. So yeah, just keep that wave going. So I'm, I'm rocking with the Bucks. Drew Holiday's playing well. Giannis is freaking Giannis. Now the thing I should have thought about is his messed up hand. Have they said anything about how long he's gonna be out, or is he gonna be back when the season pops I off? I haven't heard anything. I didn't think about that. Chris Middleton's. Working his way back still. He's still not Chris Middleton yeah. of old. But Drew Holiday's an all-star, so yeah, maybe but, they can keep him afloat. Without question. But, a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm going to keep the Bucks right there at my number one. So. Yeah. At my number two, uh, I had the Bucks. The Bucks are currently number two, and I also predict the Bucks will finish okay. number two. Hey, so hey. That, that one's easy. No shifting at all. I had the 76ers at two, and – 
I'm gonna change to the Celtics. That's what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah. So it's just a pretty, pretty much a switcheroo. It's really no biggie. Not a huge change. Yeah. So my three, I originally had the Celtics. I now have the seventy sixers, and the seventy sixers are currently three. Okay. Um. Yeah, before the season, I predict the 76ers would have the best record in the Eastern Conference, which is still possible. Oh, you still got time. Um, It probably won't happen, but it's still possible. But I think, even though, I think the top four is pretty much set in stone. Those four teams are going to be the four teams there. Top four. You think so? Yeah. Uh, the Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, and Cavaliers. Yeah, that's pretty much how And I pretty much have them stay in chalk Yeah. on my predictions. Well, I got I had the Nets at three. And then the Celtics at four. That's how I had it, you know, last time. So the Nets obviously dropped out, but then I have 76 or three, Cavaliers at four. That's pretty much, I didn't move those. Yeah. Gets a little sticky after that, but so. You know how sticky it gets. Hey, you know how sticky it gets. So with with that being said, number five, how you feel? Yes. um, (laughs) At five, I have, I originally had the Nets. Okay. At five. Now I have. The Knicks at five. Okay. And the Nets are currently at five, but I think with the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're probably going to fall a little bit. See, it's And the Knicks are, like, quietly playing well. Yeah. Like, they're actually kind of good. See, okay, so you have, what was that, five we're on? Yeah, I have have the Knicks at five in my current predictions. Okay, well, I had the Cavs at five, and now, with the changes they've made, I got the Heat at five. Mm. The Kevin Love, man, you, I think. You had Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love changed everything. I mean, that changed everything. But, <laughs> yes. but I will say this. The Heat have just been, like, right there the whole time. Because even with them not playing that well, it seems, I feel like whenever I see the Heat, they're losing. <laughs> but they're not out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they, they're currently on five and five in their last ten. They're not playing terribly, but I, I seem to see them losing most of the time. But they're right there in the hunt, thirty-two and twenty-seven. They're right there. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna put them at five, man. That's where I got them. Yeah. For me, I have them at six, and it was really a toss-up between the Knicks and the Heat, and I kind of like the Knicks just a little bit more. Yeah. Because uh, Jalen Brunson's playing amazing, and boy, Julius Randle's actually playing pretty well this year. Uh, preseason, I did have the Heat at six as well. Currently, it's the Knicks. Okay. Um. But I expect the Knicks to pass the Nets. Yeah, and that's where I have the Knicks. I actually kept them at at the sixth spot. They originally at six, or right now at six, got them at six, and I had the Heat at six. So I just pretty much just moved the Heat up yeah. just a little bit. Um, At seven, I have the Hawks finishing here. Okay. At the end of the season, before the season, I had the Raptors. Currently, it's the Heat, who we both predict will move up. Move up just a little bit. At seven, I had the Hawks. And now I have the Nets. I got the, I got the Nets hanging yeah, right there. Yeah, I think the New York Nets are a little better than people think. I do, too. I do, too. I didn't want to drop them completely out because, of course, when you lose a Kyrie and a KD, obviously you're going to – it's, it's going to change the whole dynamic. But they got some nice pickups, and they're playing really well. And so, Mikael Bridges dropped 46 the game before All-Star break, I dude, believe. Dude, for real. He came in hooping, and, I mean, Spencer's, I mean, been consistent. So, yeah, I'm 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 going to put him at seven right now. That's where I'm going to keep the Nets at. How about at eight? How we looking? At eight, I have the Nets going here. Oh, okay. Before the season, I had the Hawks, and currently the Hawks are at eight. All right. Well, I had the Raptors at eight, and now I have the Wizards mm. at eight. The Wizards are kind of quietly, quietly good, yeah. sort of, some nights. And, that, and that, <laughs> that whole bunch up from eight down to freaking 12. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like they're all right there with 20-something games left. So anything can happen. But, yeah, I, I'm liking the Wizards as far as being able to, you know, sneak into that eighth spot. So I'm going to yeah. go with the Wizards. Yeah, is playing really well this year. Kyle Kuzma is playing amazing. Oh, Kyle Kuzma is playing great. Um, Bradley Beal's getting paid a lot of money. Yeah, he is. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He, he's not having the greatest of years. Mm-hmm. But? But but Przingison? They're keeping him afloat. Yeah. Without question. Because, boy, how much is Bradley Beal making? Like 40-something? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. So I think he's making $50 million a year. Dude, don't say that out loud. Instantly That's... became the worst contract in the NBA. But um, Man. We're, at nine, we're at nine now? Oh, uh, yeah, we're at nine. We're at nine. So at nine, before the season, I had the Bulls. Okay. I now predict the Raptors will finish there. 
and currently the Wizards are there. All right. In uh, current standings. Nine. Well, I had I had the Bulls as well, but I'm going to have the Hawks. I'm going to have the Hawks at nine. I still have faith, man. I don't want to drop them all the way out just yet. They may sneak in the spot. I honestly, I may flip flop with who I have at ten here in a little bit, but right now I'm going to go Atlanta at nine. Yeah, I have Atlanta at seven. So yeah. I do think they think they'll climb just a little bit because. They just fired um, Nate McMillan yesterday. Yes, I saw that. And I know a lot of people were like, ooh, Trey Young <laughs> got a coach fired. Come but on, that's honestly, right. I don't think he was doing that great of a job. Um, Dude, looking at the roster, it seems like they should be better than what they are. We say it every week, all the time. Why are they not in the top four? Like, they should be. They so, could be. Yeah. So I think if they bring a new guy in, which, you know— when Lloyd Pierce was fired and Nate McMillan came in, they went on a run, and of course they went to the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Jeez. So maybe something similar to you that know, thing can happen a little, this year. A little shake-up, you know, bring in yeah. some fresh blood, change some things around. They just need maybe... a new coach every two years. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. All right, at 10. Uh, I think that they were talking to nah, – actually, I don't want to say it because I don't want to be wrong. Okay, well, all right. Um, it may have been Kenny Atkinson. Hey, well, that's fine. Who used to be the Nets coach. All right. All right, um, at, at 10, originally I had the Knicks. Who'd you have? Originally, I had the Knicks. Okay. And currently, it's the Raptors. But I have the Bulls. Mm. I got the Raptors falling out, my dude. Okay. Uh, I have the Wizards making it. Currently, it's the Raptors, as you said. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bulls are bad. You know what? Personally. Cha- you know what changed it for me? The Boy. Patrick Beverly pickup. Oh, yes. Yeah, that changes everything. I'm a believer in Patrick. Nah. <laughs> he, he wants to knock the Lakers out of the playoffs. I, I they saw play. that. It's like, I, dude, you're not, the, you're not the swing player. I, <laughs> you're not the guy that's going to swing the whole it, He's not. Thing. <laughs> but I, it's funny. I don't want to say I dislike Patrick Beverly as much as I used to just for his little stint with the Lakers. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like the Bulls aren't good. And we dogged on them last uh, week. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about, you know, the whole if DeMar would have came to L.A., all this, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And now, you know, Bulls aren't doing anything. Like, they didn't make any moves, really, other than, you know. Yeah, they were a loser. Yeah, so, I don't know. I still, I'm looking at the other teams, and I could see. It, it, it's probably going to be a toss-up, honestly, in that 10th spot between the Raptors and the Bulls. I think it could go either way. I picked the Bulls, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the Raptors, they've been very disappointing this year for me. I thought that they'd be a lot better, but and I also thought they should have been a seller at the deadline because they've been so disappointing, but yes. they didn't do any of that. Um, we didn't do 11 through 15 because it didn't seem relevant <laughs> to do so. We'll, we'll go back at the end of the season and see if any of those teams actually made it to the top 10. Then we'll go through and give them a whole second. I think some of them will. You think so? Yeah, like... Uh, before the season, let's see. Do do do, and just in the Eastern Conference, actually, we may have been wrong with Eastern. The Wizards may make the playoffs. That's I think that's the only one in the Eastern Conference. The Western's yeah, going to have a little bit of shakeup, I think. Oh, dude, man, the West is going to be insane. Um, which we'll move to now. Let's, let's hit it. Before the before the season in the Western Conference, I had the Nuggets making or being the number one seed. Currently, I have the Nuggets being the one number one seed, and they're also the number one seed. <laughs> you know, I had the Warriors as number one. Yeah. But you know what? I'll do it again without flinching. I told you how I feel. If you're the champion, I feel like you should just get a bye to be, not not even to say favored, but give you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to do really good. So I had the Warriors at one. I do not have the Warriors at one no. right now. It's not even possible. But I have the Nuggets at one, and they're currently at one. So I can get with that. Yes, so I think I'm going to be right on that prediction at least. <laughs> I think the Nuggets are going to be the number one seed in the West. Uh, now it gets fun, and I like this one right here. I just yeah noticed. two yeah before the season I had the Warriors, so they weren't far behind the Nuggets before the season. Currently, I have the Suns. Okay, but but right now the Grizzlies are the two seed. Okay, all right. Before the season, I picked the Clippers, and I'm going to put the Clippers back in the two Ooh. slot. Dude, you know what I've been saying all year. With Russell Westbrook, whatever situation he goes to, he's going to be playing the best ball he's played, period. Clippers have picked up Russell Westbrook. If you did not know, it was big news. Paul George and Russ back together. Russ is going to play the best ball he's played in a long time. He probably will. And I I just feel like 
He's been, he's been saying everything you're supposed to say. Feels good to be somewhere where you want it, all that good stuff. They've talked to uh, Ty Lue. He said, of course, we're putting the ball in Russ's hand, What you think. He doesn't average a triple-double on accident. So everybody's saying the right things. I really feel like Russ is going to play well. And Kawhi's been playing like Kawhi as of late. Dude, Clippers um, look good. They do. So, I'm yeah, I'm keeping them at two just because – they they got a not much ground to make up just as far as the getting to the two seed, but yeah, they're only like three back. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I got the Clippers at two. Um, like we said, currently the Grizzlies are two. I'm about to drop them. You're gonna be mad at me. Uh, I have them being the three seed okay. before the season. <clears throat> I had the Timberwolves being the three. seed. I did too. I'm right with you. Um, Timberwolves have been a massive disappointment. The Grizzlies, as Josh said. Are fine in the West. That's what he said. And since then, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have moved to the West. Dude. I don't think he's fine in the West anymore, personally. He's definitely not fine in the West. No, um, no. They're good right now in the standings, yes. Sure. But. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm a little worried about them come playoff time when Dylan Brooks is your second guard. Oh, dude. So, so who you got at three? <clears throat> um, Yeah, at three I had the Grizzlies. Okay, still. so you do have the Grizzlies. All right, and like we both said, we did pick the T-Wolves. But, uh. I'm shaking it up, dude. I got Phoenix at three, man. Okay. I got Phoenix at three. Obviously, Kevin Durant pickup is a big one. They were already playing pretty good just as far as getting themselves back on track. They were kind of fluctuating, but injury here, you know. But then with Chris Paul and Devin Booker both playing, they're in the fifth spot right now. They're not too far out from that third slot. They're three, four, five, and six are all right there with plus 30 games. So I'm going to put Phoenix at three. Yes. All right, so at the four seed before the season, I predicted the Suns would be the four seed. Now I'm thinking the Clippers will, and currently the Clippers are. Okay. Uh, the Suns, of course, got Kevin Durant, so I have them moving up to two. The Clippers, uh, before the season, I had them at five, so they're not moving up a ton. Okay. I don't know how much the Russell Westbrook move helps them. Oh, dude, it's huge, I'm telling you. Watch it work. But if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are playing well, then then they're still a pretty formidable team. I can't wait to see like Russ's numbers. I'm ho- this is the thing about it though, Christian. I'm hoping for the best for him because I like Russ. Yeah. I do. I don't want to see him go somewhere else and stink it up. As much as a Laker fan as I am, just as far as him, I want to see him do well. And I don't usually say that about anybody because I hate everybody. If you don't play for my squad, forget everything you stand for. But I like Russ, man. So I want to see him do well. I believe he's gonna do well. He's in a situation where it seems everybody's rocking with him heavy, but that's how it started at the Lakers, too. So, well, we'll see how it goes. All right, number four, you say you had. Who'd you say you have? I had the Clippers at four. You have the Clippers at four. I have the Grizzlies at four. Okay. As much as I may dislike them, they're still a very talented group. I think they could potentially get knocked out in the first round, depending on who they match up with, because they're, quote, unquote, good in the West. Because right now, how I have it set up, and I'll just kind of give you a quick preview. We're talking going to number five. I have the Mavericks at five, and then okay. we'll get to that later. So if the playoffs started today, they will be playing the Mavs. I'm picking the Mavs. Probably. If you know what I mean? So I'm sorry. That got me excited. That just got me giddy just thinking about playoff action between Luka, Kyrie, ja- Oh, boy, yeah, I'm picking the Mavs. So go ahead and hop to number five. I got the Kings here. Okay. Um, Originally, right. before the season, I did have the Kings making the play-in, but I had them at the 10th seed. Yeah. Um. They're a lot better than we expected them to be. Dude. I expected them to make the playoffs, but I didn't expect them to be, like, this good. Currently, the Kings are the third seed in the West. Dude, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, But before the season, I had the Clippers at five, and currently the Suns are at five. But, of course, like I said earlier, the Suns are going to move up because Kevin Durant got traded there. And he's going to make his debut next Wednesday, they say. Okay. Cool, cool. I was wondering about that. Well, So, Kings at five. All right, Kings at five. Well, I had the Pelicans at five, and I currently have, like I said, the Mavericks at five. I think, you know, they're right now at six. That's not a huge leap up, but adding Kyrie obviously makes your team better. Watching both of them play, it's working. They seem to be playing off each other really well. You got a couple guys, and Kyrie's a vet, man. It's like... He he knows what he should be doing, right. what he can do. Luca's excited to have somebody of that caliber playing. You see with him, him on the bench at the All Star game, and they were sitting beside each other. And 
Luca did the whole reach around and tapped him on the shoulder, and Kyrie looked uh, looked, and Luca started laughing because he got him. Oh, I missed it. Uh, I didn't see. <laughs> see. Look, look at that. That that wonderful camaraderie between teammates. So hopefully they keep that going. But yeah, I got Dallas at five, and yeah, that's how I'm looking at five. So at six before the season, I had the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are falling like Alicia Keys. <laughs> Crap, I should have had it queued up. Don't excite me with stuff like that. Come on now. Currently, I have the Mavericks finishing at six, and right now in the standings, the Mavericks are six. Um, I said before the season, I thought that like four through eight in the Western Conference would be really close, and that seems to kind of be the how it's going to be. That's how it was looking. At least. Um, but yeah, the Mavericks getting Kyrie Irving. They got Luka Doncic. They got Christian Wood. They're going to win some games. Yeah, they are. Well, I had the Grizz at six when we started the season or before the season. And I got the Kings at six. I just feel like as good as well as they're playing right now, I feel like the Suns and Mavericks are going to leapfrog them. I really do. I just think they're going to go boop, boop, just because of the moves they've made. They've obviously been playing fantastic together. They don't have to worry about, you know, chemistry meshing or anything. But I just feel like Suns and Mavs are going to hop over them a little bit. But I still got Kings top six, so I got them at six. Well, I think that the Clippers and the Suns will leapfrog them, leapfrog them, but I think the Mavericks, they'll stay right in front of the Mavericks. Okay. At, least. Uh, at seven, before the season, I had the Grizzlies, which I was wrong about, <laughs> although I did say they would they would be close. Um, right now, I have the Lakers. What? <clears throat> okay, okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't excite me with a good time, Christian. Did you just say the Lakers? Yes. You have them higher than I do. You have you feel better than I do. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, currently, the what? Pelicans are there in the standings, and the Lakers are all the way down at the 13th seed as we talk right now. Giggity. But I do think with the late, the moves they made at the trade deadline, they're right on that bubble of being a contender. See, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't think that they're a contender. Maybe this year. Next year, they move, they make a few moves. I think that they can be. But we can personally. Be. I just feel, hey, I'm surprised you have them that high because I didn't. I like even the have moves they made, man. I, I like, love the moves we made. I like Vanderbilt. Malik Beasley is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Uh, it hasn't his efficiencies went down a little bit this year, but the last two seasons he shot 38 percent on like eight attempts a game, so that's yeah. great. Vanderbilt, he's my favorite player in the deal. Oh, Amazing, yeah, nice defensive player. He Dude. can rebound. It's not going to give you a whole lot on offense, but he can. He'll get you a few buckets. Dude, we need to stop people. That's yeah, why I he, like to speak of. Yeah. If he played for a bigger market team, like Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, he would be in defensive player of the year conversations probably. Oh, without question. That's how good he is. Yes, without question. But like you said, he, he really he was wasn't playing in at Utah. Yeah, so. And he was playing at Minnesota last year. Um and then D Lo D-Lo's D Lo. He's he's having a really good season. I don't know how much I trust him going <laughs> forward, like in terms of the playoffs, because he played so bad in the playoffs last year. He did. Um but, but I, he's he's an upgrade from what you had at point guard. Yes, and I feel like now, and he he's obviously saying all the right things, and just with D'Lo's style of play, I feel like he's slower and calmer, and to have the pieces he has around him to kind of talk to him. With someone like Russ, he doesn't really have to listen, and he doesn't want to listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, D'Lo's just a better fit for the team than Russ. Yes, like easily, and I think he'll he'll be more likely to you know turn his ear up and pay attention to what LeBron may be saying mm-hmm. and what AD may be asking. With with Russ, I mean, it's you know he'll give him the cold shoulder, stomp off, and go sit on the edge of the bench. So it's just wouldn't work the same. So D'Lo being a little bit younger, I think it works better. It's D'Lo's birthday today, by the way. Hey, happy birthday, D'Lo! He is. We didn't do that in birthday trivia, but he is uh, twenty-seven. 20s. He's just a. Like five months older than me. Dang, young whippersnapper. What did we just do? Seven? Okay, you had... I had the Lakers. You had the Lakers. I got the Warriors, man. Okay. I just think, you know, defending champions... They get Steph back. All they need is a good run, and Steph does that. Okay, let's check this out. Because didn't they do something similar last season to where it was, you know, they weren't obviously this low? Yeah, because... Steph had broke the three-point record in December, and then he played like trash almost all the oh way into the playoffs. Gosh, he played too. Um, so I think that they were a little lower. And I think so. And then went on a nice little run, got a good position, and started knocking people off like you'd expect. So as defending champions, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, man. I'm not going to say they're washed until they're out. So I got them at the seventh spot. 
puts them in a decent position to make some noise, get those playoffs and slap some people around. I'd love for them to play Memphis. I'd love for them to play Memphis and knock off Memphis. That would be great. Yeah. Dude, that would be great again because I can't. That's a budding rivalry. Rivalry. According to Memphis. Yes. <laughs> um, and Clay, Clay will have 65 points every game against Memphis, just so everyone knows. So at eight before the season, I had the Mavs. Of course, I have them higher now. Yeah, I had the Mavs too. Um, at eight now, I had the Timberwolves, mm. who I originally had at three. Okay. Uh, and right now, the Timberwolves are eight, as we as we talk right now. Dude, you got the um, Yeah, I think the Timberwolves are kind of figuring it out, and they're going to get Cat back eventually. It's going to happen at some point. I know we haven't heard like almost any updates on them, but any. it's got to happen at some point. You would like to think and that. And Anthony Edwards has been playing amazing. I think the Mike Conley move will kind of open up uh, – Rudy Gobert's offense, and he he's going to play better with Mike Connolly at point guard as opposed to D'Lo. I just think it's a better fit, and they can run the pick and roll better. Yeah, and they played all those years together in Utah. That's so, true. Um, I think that Anthony Edwards can keep them in the playoff conversation, and also should mention Jaden McDaniel, who, if he was in a bigger market like Jared Vanderbilt, he would be in <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year conversations because I saw a stat where. He is in the 99th percentile in terms of like every defensive category. Oh my category. gosh! Ninety, jeez. Maybe not 99th. He's in. Steel. He's in like the 90th or above in every defensive category. That's awesome. In terms of on ball, off ball, and all that. That's so, efficient right there. Yeah, he's he's incredible at defense. Good gosh. And also not a bad offensive player either. Um, what number? But yeah, that? I got them at eight. Okay, so you have the Timberwolves at eight. I have the Thunder. At eight, mm, I like this. You, I'm sure you do. Your squad, your boy SGA has been playing. I mean, fantastically all season. It's been the fact that he's been consistent. How many years has he been doing this? As far as just getting better every year, I feel well, like we've been talking every about year him. since he's been in the league. Yes, that so makes sense. Five years. Yes, oh, gee, he's been in the league five years. 2018 draft. This is his fifth year. Dude, chill out with that, man. You got me feeling old, but yes, he's been playing great. The Thunder, they're they're right there. I already had them. I had them at tenth. Yep. At the beginning of the season. Just I, w- I wasn't believing quite yet. I said that they w- we would be competitive. Yeah. But we had lost Chet, and I was like, I don't know, man. We don't even have a big man on the team. And I had Besides faith Mike in Muscala, y'all. Who we have traded now. But I had faith in y'all. You I, did. I, I you did. had more faith in like, me. Dude, I think, I think y'all going to make some noise. And now, with everything that's going on, I got y'all moving up a couple slots and comfortably. You got us finishing over the Lakers. I'm surprised. You, I'm dude, surprised at that. I, I'm not getting my hopes up just yet. All I want from us and – I mean, spoiler, I have us in the tenth spot. I just want us to get in there. That's all I'm asking. If you get in there and you're healthy, you can make you can make some noise possibly. That's all I'm saying. So yes, I'm going LA tenth spot. Or I'm skipping already. Yes, I have Thunder in the eighth spot. We'll get to the tenth spot later. Who you got in the ninth? Uh in the ninth spot, I have the Warriors. Okay. Originally I did have the Lakers here, and currently the Warriors are the ninth spot as well. So I guess I have it chalk here for a little bit. Okay. Um like you said, the Warriors could easily finish higher if Steph comes back and he does Steph things. Um, I just don't – I'm not a big believer in that roster as a whole. Steph is great. Clay's been playing great. Dre's eh. – he's, he's Dre. Yeah. <laughs> He'll give you something good, then stink it up for But the rest of that minutes. team – it's not it's not moving the needle for me that much. And that's that's obviously the problem because – the rest of the team is not giving you what you need. Usually, you know, with with the Warriors, you have your big three, and then you have a supporting cast that is just, oh, my gosh, they're beating us up too, and then the big three comes in, drops you off real quick, game's done. You're banking so much on the big three playing well all of the time, and sometimes that's a problem. I'm banking on it being enough to kind of get their foot in the door, but you run against a, a roadblock, I don't know. I, I just feel like they can sneak in and make some noise. Or get up a little bit higher, just off the strength of the big three. But I understand completely what you're saying. Their supporting cast is not there. It's, you it's had, just not there. You had the Warriors where in your current ones? In my current one, I have Warriors at seven. Okay. Yeah. I got them at nine. Okay. So it's probably nine. really not that far apart yeah, in terms of bad. games. Um, my nine, yeah. I have Timberwolves. Okay. Pretty much so everything you said. So yep. really Pretty much everything you said, you know, the Mike Conley pickup, that's nice. Anthony Edwards, who doesn't like Anthony Edwards? I mean, come on. He's he's the new Iron Man, as some would yeah, say. Yeah, people, people love him because of the comment he made in terms about sitting games, which, I mean, it's not the players that are sitting out the games in a lot of cases. It's the organization that's telling them to sit out the games. See, whenever you have a player 
like Anthony Edwards say that, you almost kind of double back and think, okay, if that player, let's say a LeBron James, really wanted to play. Yeah, they can't stop him from playing. They can't stop him from playing. And I almost feel like with the statement Anthony Edwards is saying, he's almost kind of pulling their car saying, hey, you know, if you are you, you could go to the organization and, and say, playing, yeah. I'm playing. What are you going to do? About, like, what are you going to do? Like, seriously. They're just, let, you know what? So it's like they're not to say allowing the team to sit them. They want to sit too. We know that, but they could easily get out in front of it if they really wanted to. But Anthony Edwards is 22 years old. And age is a big thing. And now we get eight years down the line, he may have a different perspective on it. Probably so. Probably so. And and that's what I'm saying. I can I can see both sides of it, but at the same time, I, I kind of hear what Anthony Edwards yeah, is saying. You know, so I agree. I wish I wish the resting wasn't as prevalent. It doesn't really bother me as much, but I don't know. I th- I think <laughs> so much of the talking the talking about the NBA and the media is steered towards how many rings do you have? And mm-hmm. that's they act like the only thing that matters is the playoffs. Yeah. It, no, you're right. And how much you win. It's like you've made the regular season not as important. And you, the organizations are like, well, all you're talking about is the rings. So, so we're just going to sit these guys and they're going to be healthy for the title run. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, like you're saying, the narrative is shifting to championships and playoffs are all that matter. So why why should we care? Yeah. If y'all don't care, if, if these big name players, if you're not giving them their props – because they're not doing well in the playoffs, then forget about the regular season. It's no, it doesn't like matter. Nikola Jokic, for instance, he may be a three-time MVP. Yeah. People wow. are talking bad about him because he hasn't won a ring. Oh. He's a three-time MVP. Dude. He's great. And he his is. numbers in the playoffs are great also. It's just they don't take in the context that he was playing without Jamal Murray. He was playing without Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. You're Jamal right. Murray got hurt in the playoffs that one year, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, So he lost him, I think, in the Western Conference Finals, potentially. Mm-hmm. So... They probably would have won that series too. Yeah, they may have. <laughs> but um, they were playing really well. They don't take the context of anything. They're just like, "Oh, he lost. He's a loser." Yeah, it, it is. The narrative is kind of sticky right now because it's like, how how do you want it? As you know, how do you feel? I, I'm not gonna say the rest of the song, but you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I, I'm I'm right with you completely because you know you want every game to to mean something to the people who are watching them. But if they don't mean anything to the players because of the narrative of I'm not worried about you. So you, you play because you you hear that all the time when someone plays well in the regular season. Wait, wait till the playoffs. Wait till the playoffs. What's he going to do in the playoffs? Yeah, but he didn't do it when it mattered. It just ain't nothing but, you know, game 20 of the season. Like, OK, yeah. Dude just scored 70. That That's a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like like. You created a culture that only cares about rings, but you're surprised when the players are sitting out, and you're surprised that nobody cares about the All-Star game. I know, right? Yeah, dude, it is. It's it's a domino effect, it, without question. All of these things you, are connected. You can't be upset about the product that's being put on the floor in terms of the All-Star game, but also be the person that says it doesn't matter what they do until June. And you hear you can't it be both all, of them. all the time. You do. You hear it all the time. The same people that are upset that they aren't playing are the same people who complain about it, oh, You know what it comes matter. down to? What's up? It's people that don't watch basketball. Oh, we know that. That 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 kind of goes without saying. It, the people who complain the most are the people that aren't watching. Like, how crazy is that? It, it seems kind of kind of strange because if the people who are watching all the time complained, you know, but it's the it's the people that don't really pay that much attention. And they just kind of see the headline. It's like, oh, see, he's not playing against. Like, dude, you yeah, so you're not anyway. watching. <laughs> you you wouldn't have seen How it anyway. How many NBA games you watched this year, dude? You wouldn't have seen zero, it. dude. I, I swear. So yeah, man, it's it, it's it's a sticky situation. I know we've said that before, but it kind of is because I understand Anthony Edwards. I understand both sides of it, but just as a whole, a lot of things need to change. And even with Adam Silver, like what what does he do? You know, I feel like he's well, in a situation that he doesn't really know what he can say. Unfortunately, I think we're heading towards a lockout. Oh, gosh. Because the current CBA is up after next season, I think. Next season. So I think we're going to get a lockout, and maybe they'll have, you know, like certain stipulations in terms of how many games you have to play or something in their contracts. They probably I, I will. Know. I bet you they will. But, of course, the NBA PA is going to fight back towards that probably. Yeah. So... It's going to be, it'll probably be a nasty walkout next time. Gosh. 
How long you think it's gonna last? I don't know. Full full season. We're I gonna, hope not. We're That'd get, be horrible. We're gonna get one of those, but it's you know, just throw the whole season out. That'd just be horrible. Throw the whole season. I don't even want to think about that. Like, ugh, I'll be. Let me stop. Go ahead, how do, long. Okay, so I had. Uh, where are we at? Tenth. Yeah, you? we're at ten. So, uh, before the season, I had the Kings. Okay. So I did have them in the playoffs, but I was I was really low on them. Right now, I have the Thunder. I'm believing in the Thunder <laughs> making the playoffs. Currently, they are the 10th seed, so I think that they'll hold Pat. The, peop- the teams behind them, the Jazz, I think that they're going to fall out a little bit. The Trailblazers, they got Dame. But I think they're missing Anthony Simons for a little bit. and I'm, I, They haven't been great as of late anyway. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, I do think that they'll come out up, but the Pelicans, I do not have making it. No, I don't have the Pelicans making it. Because Zion, I don't know what's going on there. Apparently, he's not going to be back for a few more weeks still. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're playing fantastic as of late anyway. And then, of course, the other remaining teams are the Spurs and the Rockets, and they're irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Jazz and Trailblazers, those two teams, I don't have them in either, but something crazy could happen, and I could see them sneaking in. Yeah, they could. They could, but yeah. But Spurs I think and Rockets with the, no hope. the Jazz, you traded away Vanderbilt and Beasley, and th- those were two guys that helped you out a lot. Yeah. And I think that you didn't get anything in return for them in terms of actual players that help this team currently. So hey, that's I think that that'll me. make them fall. Hey, it's perfect um, for me flip flopping with the Lakers, but, the but Lakers also the Thunder. SGA is amazing. We <laughs> talked about that. Josh Giddy's been really good. Lou Dort's good. Jalen Williams is one of the best rookies in the league. Probably a top three rookie in the league this year. Oh man, uh, Jalen Williams of Santa Clara. I should clarify that. Um, <laughs> Jalen Williams of Arkansas has also had some bright bright spots. He's played some great he's played games. Well. Yeah, he's um, played some great games. And then Isaiah Joe has been. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's got a squad which full of Arkansans over there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thunder, are, they're fun to watch. And Thank goodness NBA basketball is back tonight. Hey, I'm telling you. Dang, it's been, how long has it been? Was it the well, last Thursday? It, oh, gosh, that's insane. It really is insane. Well, I already told you, I have the Lakers at 10th. All we got to do is sneak in, man. That's it. I had the Thunder at 10 starting the season, but I have y'all a little bit higher. But all we got to do is sneak in, man. We'll, we'll, we'll go from there. We just got to get in there when we can. So that's how we're looking as far as our standings go. All right. So now we move on to the award predictions from preseason and now. Uh, I think our now ones will probably be pretty similar because we only have 20 to 25 games left. And uh, a lot of these are almost cemented. I wouldn't say, you know, it's set in stone, but they're the favorites. Possibly. I think, like I said, I think we should be, you know, pretty much the same down the line. All right, do we want to start at coach or start at MVP and work our way down? Let's start at MVP. Right. Um, before the season, I had Giannis. I had KD. Now I have Nikola Jokic. And I do as well. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much going to be how it goes a little bit. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is... He's playing so well. <laughs> it's, it's really no other way to put it. He's playing so well in Denver's number one in the West. What else do you need? Right He's now... the best player... I'm one of the best teams in the NBA, That's and he's one of the best players of all time. Hey, he's, I mean, he's in rare. The he's in rare company. Dude, the, three MVPs. The numbers he's putting up, the efficiency he's playing with, and he he's had one game all season where he shot below fifty percent. That's ridiculous. One game, like that's ridiculous. He's averaging twenty five, eleven and a half, and ten. <laughs> On 63% from the field and 39% from three. Dude, what? Like, that's ridiculous. He's averaging 10 assists on three and a half turnovers. He's oh a center. Gosh, dude. And then we say it all the time. Sometimes his shot selection isn't the prettiest thing. But, but he makes them. But he makes them with efficiency. Like, it's. I mean, he's getting buckets. He's not just sometimes making them. He makes them. Yeah, that, that's insane. So, yeah, we got Joker at MVP. Just just give it to him. Three-time MVP. So, uh, you want to go Defense Player of the Year next? Uh, Sure, we can go Defense Player. All right, so before the season, I had Gobert. We both had Rudy. Yeah, I figured like he would have a pretty big impact in terms of the, <laughs> boy, <laughs> the we, T-Wolf's defense. Boy, but, we thought wrong. Yeah, I thought wrong. Now I have Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. too. The one thing he has working against him. Games played? Games played. Yeah. But for those, I think it's like he has like 40, 41. Everybody else is, you know, right in the 50s or a little bit. Who's the second? Oh, don't let me lie to you. And I was just looking at it, too. Um, Is it Nick Claxton? 
I think it is Nick Claxton. I think, yeah, he's I, been really good this year. Yeah, but this, Jared Jack, I mean, 3.3 blocks a game, 1.1 steals. Hey, I, I got to rock with him, man. I do not like Memphis, but. Yeah, he's been playing well. I, been playing really I, I, well. Once upon a time, I said he was going to be better than Ja. You, hey. I was wrong, but at least he's an all-star. That's what I was just about to say. You said that, and we looked upside your head together, but he is playing really well, and he is, you know, he didn't just fall off the map. He's still a really, really good player. He's just, you know, he's not Ja Morant level right yeah. now. But, yeah, Jaron Jackson, defense player of the year. Kind of figured that one. All right. We'll go uh, We'll go rookie of the rookie? year next. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Um, before the season, I said Paulo. Currently, it's Paulo. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> Paulo's going to win it. I mean, it's not even – there's just, not a contest. Really. I just got a line through it. I mean, he's obviously the best rookie playing. Team, they're only 24 and 35, but, hey, what can you do? They're so, better than a lot of people expected, though. It's those rookie woes, man. It is what it is. But yeah, Paulo's having—I mean, he's having an incredible rookie season. If people haven't been paying attention, he's averaging <laughs> twenty points, seven rebounds, four assists, only forty-two percent from the field and twenty-eight percent from three. But he's been better as of late, I would say. And Orlando isn't like—they're not bad to watch. No, they're not. They're but, kind of fun to watch. Yeah. So. And I also don't think it's like the perfect. You know, like the spacing isn't amazing around him. They don't have a ton of shooters. But Markel Fultz has come back, and he's been really good at when he's played. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think Orlando's actually pretty fun to watch, but they're just not a great shooting team, so it doesn't really fit Paul Ventura all that well. But he's still getting his. Yeah, he is. All um, right. Sixth man, is that what you're feeling? Yeah, before the season I had pool. I did too. Now I got Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. The, the thing that... It's crazy because we always talk about, yeah, like Malcolm. He made such an impact going to the Celtics just as far as coming off the bench because they they are already a good team. We knew that. But he's averaging 14.7. He's coming in and giving you everything you need to just keep that flow going, and they're not accidentally at the top of the East. They're up there for a reason, and Malcolm's one of them. Yeah, he's a he's a starter-level six-man. Oh, without question. Uh, 15 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, and 25 minutes a night. Those, that's great production. That's great production. So, yeah, I think he gets that, no question. If if Even if the Celtics drop any, I still think he's getting that six-man. I don't know who you put over him at this point. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. But, I, um, I don't think there's anybody. All right, so the next is most improved player. I think this is an easy one. <laughs> yeah, before the season I had Tyrese Maxey. I did too. It was looking good for a little bit. But then? Laurie Markkinen. After dunking on everybody for like yeah. the first quarter of a season every time Tyler I thought Ransom he'd fall off at some point he did not he didn't he was an all-star this year dude this dude increased his points per game by 10 that's pretty impressive <laughs> um that's pretty fantastic like thinking about it like SGA's in the conversation because he took like the last year John Morant took that leap and we were like well he's already good mm-hmm. but he took that huge leap yeah. that's what SGA's done this season like he was already good and a lot of people didn't know who he was yeah. But he took that, I'm already good, but now I'm just great. I'm just great, Leap, yeah. But Warren Markinen took that, I'm not that, that good, good, but now I'm really good. Dude, it's so funny because we talked about when he when he got traded and went to Utah and pretty much became the guy in a place that, after all those moves, expectations were low anyway. So nobody was even expecting them to do anything. And then you come in there and he's busting your tail for 25. It's like, okay. Yeah. So he was averaging 15.6 rebounds last year, <laughs> and now he's averaging 25 and 9 on like almost 50, 40, 90 splits. I'd say that's most improved. Yeah. <laughs> Without question. But yeah, dude, that's that's taking advantage of the position you're in. And they pretty much gave him the keys to the house and said, run with it. And dude, they're, as it stands right now, they're still, you know, right there in the fight. I still yeah. think they're going to drop, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, most improved without question, Lori Markman. Uh, coach of the year, I had J.B. Bakerstaff stay before the season. Your, stay with your chest, Christian. Um, stay with your chest. But now I got Joe Mazzula of the Celtics. We talked about this before we even did the show. You have no choice. The situation that went down in Boston was insane. I still don't really know exactly what happened. No one does. But the Celtics are number one in the East in a situation where it could have been terribly bad. No one would have been mad if the Celtics kind of dropped because of all the drama that was going on behind the scenes. But you, you bring in Missoula or shift over Missoula. Yeah, he then, was an assistant. Yeah, so then and all the players, they're buying in. Everybody's looking great. You make a couple moves, and now you're number one in the East. Best team in the NBA right now. So 
Coach of the year, without question. I also think Mark Dagnoto, the OKC Thunder, should get an honorable mention in terms of what he's done for the Thunder. Dude. Because the Thunder really, if you look at the roster, it's like we have no business being as competitive as we are. Oh, yeah. They'll whoop us up all the time. But, of course, <laughs> you know, we get production out of a ton of people, and we play like 10 people a night, it seems like. We have a big rotation, and a lot, all of them contribute. Yeah. But, of course, SGA carries us to most games. But. Dude, I, hey, but that's all right, though. I, I don't mind giving him an honorable mention because I believed in y'all. But now y'all y'all definitely are playing very well with what you have. Yeah, I should say, in case people have forgotten, Almost the trophies forgot. have numbers have names now. Oh gosh. Um the MVP is the Michael Jordan MVP. I forgot. Defensive player of the year is the Akeem Olajuwon defensive player of the year. Yes. Most improved player, the George Mikan most improved player. Six man of the year is John Havlicek. Six man of the year. <laughs> rookie of the year is the Wilt Chamberlain rookie of the year. Okay. Trophy. And then the coach of the year is Red Arbach, coach of the year. Okay. Hey, I forgot they added all those names. Yeah, and now, like, I think the Eastern Conference is the Larry Bird Trophy and the Western is the Magic Johnson, right? I think, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. When really, I mean, it should be the LeBron James <laughs> Trophy in no, the Eastern Conference because not, no. he ruled the East for so long. But you can't get a trophy named after you if you're still playing in Sure the you can. You no, know, there's no way. There, dude, it's so, he's already getting his accolades. When he leaves, it's going to be even bigger. Is he going to have his number retired by the Heat and the Cavs? Probably so. I mean, he has to. I think the Lakers are retired. I think they will. He won a he ring. He did win a ring there. And, I mean, he, he yeah, you kind of have to. I feel like if you were if you were lucky enough for him to play on your squad, you can't just act like he didn't yeah. play on when your squad. When he retires, the Thunder are going to. It's him and Bronny <laughs> and are going to come. Hey, wait, from what I'm seeing, isn't Bronny going to Orlando in 2024? So yeah. LeBron's about to have that. Uh, dude. Orlando. He going to Orlando. Dude, but I'm just saying, Banchero, LeBron. Yeah, that, that'd be Bronny. nasty if he did. <sighs> Shut up. They'd be pretty good. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to think about such craziness, man. Oh, my gosh. All right, man. Well, that, that's that's how the awards look right now. We got 20-some-odd games left in the season. I can't wait to see how it shakes up, but I feel pretty good about our picks now. It's almost yeah, like— Yeah, I mean, we're picking favorites pretty much. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I don't think—yeah, we didn't differ on any of those, actually. So I, I think that's pretty much how it's going to lock down. All right, Christian, I got one for you. It's pretty easy, you know, but I still kind of want to test you, gangster, real quick. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let me see. I don't know. All my stuff on the button bar is gone. I don't—wait. Oh, there it goes. I couldn't find anything. What's really happening? It's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? I shifted it all around when we were in the other room because the button bars line up different depending on what studio you're in. It's crazy. And now you can control the audio level of what we're playing. It's crazy. Oh, what a concept. I can go down. I can go up. Go down a little bit. <laughs> Bring it back up. Make the beat hot. Okay, no. Okay, for real. Here we go. We just gave away some awards, uh, Christian. Hope you enjoyed that. Now okay. I'm about to pick your brain. It's a pretty easy question. It's not really that many answers. It's just a matter of can you remember? There are one, two players with multiple six-man awards. These are the only two players to ever win three okay. awards. Jamal Crawford. Yes. John Havlicek. No. Oh. Monte Ginobili. Lou Williams. Lou stinking Will. So Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford. Now, here's the kicker. I'm saying I'm just going to break this down. It's going to be questions on every level. Both of these guys won three six-man awards. What team did both of these guys win two on? It's Clippers. The, yes, they both won two on the Clippers. More bonus points. The Clippers have the most six-point-man awards presented. Who was the other? Because five... Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Look at this guy go. Okay, we're not done, my friend. We are not done. This is like questionception. <laughs> I love it. A question going, within a question. We're going deeper and deeper. Now, Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford, like I said, both won three awards. What? What's the other team they won it for? What is the other team? Each player won their award on. All right. Jamal Crawford won it with the Hawks. Yes, he did. 2010. And then Lou Williams won it with the Raptors. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Oh, there's no trash can. You would have made it, though. Dude, that would have been perfect. Who moved my trash can? But see, I like, dude, that was good. That, that was good. I like kind of picking your brain. I Why could I not remember the Raptors one? It was right after the 76ers stint. I 
because I, I just brain farted because I'm trying to get a visual of like because it was like 76ers Raptors Lakers is that right Rockets Clippers I think you're right Raptors and the Lakers I think that's right yeah it has to be right because I don't see it was Rockets Clippers I believe mm-hmm. yeah but good job man that, that was too easy for Lou you Will was part of the Chris Paul trade that sent Chris Paul to the Rockets yeah man shout out to Lou Will so was Montrezl Harrell sweet Lou Good job, the year Montrez Harrell won it, Dennis Schroeder should have won it with the Thunder, by the way. I remember that one. Because Dennis Schroeder played incredible that year. It was like 18 points a game. Hey. That was our three-guard lineup with Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder and SGA. You know what? I remember that because I, I'm pretty sure Montrez Harrell's numbers really weren't. I think he was doing pretty well. Like He averaged like 18 and 6 or something like that but off the I, bench. Did he? But I, Dennis know. was better. That's what I'm saying. I feel like Dennis was it was a kind of edged him a little bit on that. But I've always liked Dennis Schroeder. I do too. Yeah, he played. He he's he's a little on and off, but hey, when 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 he's, he's on, he's on. Oh boy, he's got he's, a pretty game to watch too. He does real smooth, real real nice. Okay, hey, good job, man. Hey, give you that slow, slow clap. Yes, yeah, give you that slow clap on that one. All right, here we go. This is gonna be super easy for me. And flagrant foul. Hold up a second. All I heard was flagrant foul. Yeah, me too. There we, there we go. go. Flagrant foul. Okay. Ellie with flagrant foul. Real easy for me. It's going off the All Star weekend. Flagrant goes to the All Star game. It just it wasn't there for me. I enjoy seeing the players play, but it just the excitement wasn't there for me this time. It just felt too much. Just too. It just dragged. It was just kind of like, okay, guys, when are you gonna turn it up a notch? They just didn't give it to me. So that's my flagrant. All right, so my flagrant is the NBA. What? And Carl Malone. Oh, dude. Why? Why do we have Carl Malone being celebrated? I don't care if it's in Salt Lake City. He shouldn't be celebrated. It's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are there people that are not aware of his past? It's a lot of people not aware, but they you are You should now. be aware. But see, that's the thing. Okay, uh, Carl Malone, when he was like 22 years old, impregnated a 12-year-old. She wasn't 13? She was 12? I think she was 12. Oh, my gosh. Maybe 13. Either way. Either way, it's yeah, horrible. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> one year, like, I, I, I can make a difference or something, yeah. It's, it's, but you know what, though? And then, he didn't take responsibility, and he would not pay child support for that child. Even though, he went to the NBA. Wow, making millions. So he had he's fathered like quite a few <laughs> kids and didn't take any responsibility for them. And I think he met there was a couple. I think maybe one or two made the pro leagues. Like one was in the NFL, and I think one made the WNBA. I know one made but, the NBA, uh, NFL. Yeah, but um, he met one when they were like sixteen. He was like, "It's too late." It's like I'm I'm not gonna have a relationship with you. It's like you're you're a horrible person. You're a bad person. <laughs> See, this is the thing. In this day and age, now when you come out of the dark, everybody kind of sees everything. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people he, didn't know. He wouldn't have had an NBA career. He shouldn't have had an NBA career. Oh, no. Imagine if you will. One if of that the, happened today. Uh, my dude, it's over. Like, that's yeah. a wrap. Like, let alone coming to the league, you're you getting locked up. Like, it, it's going to be really bad for you. But I think the fact that nobody knew until now. You see that clip of Bamani Jones I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much if you didn't know, now you know, and now you're looking like, dude, because dude, that this this wasn't a good look. It really wasn't a good look. And I'm surprised they did hype them up so much because they know the history. They know what's up. The the best bet is to just not have him there. Yeah. That's and, the best bet. You know, the greatest accomplishment MJ ever did was keep them two from winning a ring. Oh man. Because John Mike. Stockton himself <laughs> He's, he's a conspiracy theory weirdo. Nuts. Yes, yeah. he's he's a nut without question. And then you got now Carl Malone's the worst, the worst of the two because you can't really come back from impregnating a thirteen or twelve year old. And then just how it's you just, handle your responsibilities afterwards is trash. I've seen people try to stick up for him, and it's like, you how do you stick up for a child rapist? Dude, how do you do it? It's bad. It's really bad. It's so like, you, well, it was like forty years ago. It's like, okay, that's something that you don't come back from. <laughs> You know, I know, and it's not. This you dude, don't come back from that. And he wasn't a teenager; he's a freaking grown man. Like he's twenty-two years old. Like what? Yeah, it wasn't like blurring the lines, no. like where you're an eighteen-year-old and you impregnate a sixteen-year-old. No, where it's like you can kind of blur the lines a little bit. There, it's like they're only two years apart. 
it's not it's still not cool grown man still not cool not trying to say that that's okay no not at all but but 22 and 13 or 22 and 12 awful it's terrible it's terrible so no one's a grown person one's a kid i'll co-sign your flagrant to the nba without question all right so my alley-oop i'm gonna give it to mac mcclung for winning the dunk contest um I saw a graphic where he his career earnings were one hundred and six thousand dollars, one hundred six k. I was just off say it. And his earnings for winning the dunk contest was a hundred k. How awesome! So he that? almost doubled his earnings just in one night. Just in one night, off of four perfect dunks. You can't beat that. Also, and, didn't he sign a uh, deal with Puma? Did I see that right? I think I think he did. So yes, yeah. great night for him. That was my alley oop as well. You know what should happen? What should happen? A team like the Hornets, who are horrible and have nothing to play for, um, they should just like sit Lamelo inside Mac McClung and give him like twenty five minutes a night, see what he can do. I wouldn't mind that. For one, it'll be entertaining. Yeah, it's up. like I'll watch a few games and see what Mac's doing. I would too. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's an NBA player or not, but I wish a really bad team would give him a chance. What what is it going to hurt? Honestly, it can't hurt anything. You're trying to lose, and the fact that you know you know the hype is around them, so you're definitely going to get the the viewers. The eyes are going to be on your squad, so that just adds to the smart team should do it. I don't see why they wouldn't. I think he'll get a shot somewhere. Somewhere he'll get a shot. Like the like Lamelo's been on and off again. Hurt. It's like you might as well just sit him and let Mac run the show for a little bit. I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that one bit. This is the Waka Flocka show for some reason. You bet it is. We've been hyped up for some reason. Because we're back we're back in our studio, man. For real. Like we're we're laid back. Usually we're standing and stuff during the show. We're sitting down, sipping delicious Mountain Dews and cherry cokes and whatnot. Why why was the group's name Roscoe Dash? Don't ask me stuff like that because I don't understand a lot of the stuff. It's, it's like, like it's like pretty Ricky. Who's Roscoe? Yeah, like who's pretty Ricky? That's I don't even think there's a Ricky in the group. It's not. There's a dude named Pleasure P in the group, but the group is called Pretty Ricky. I'm like, what's what's going on? I don't, I don't get it. But like I said, I'm old, and everything makes me upset now. It's like Roscoe Dash makes me think it's a, it's a person, not a group. <laughs> so it is a group. Roscoe Dash is a group. You shut your face. Are you serious? Yeah, I think it's two people. I'm done with you, man. I'm done with maybe three. <laughs> See, this is getting out of hand. Hey, well, they were hot for a year. They had a couple hits. About eight months. They were hot. <laughs> don't, get, don't don't give them that full year, but they did have some bangers. Well, people. That's it for this edition of Double Tech. We thank you so much for tuning in. Next time we pop up, I don't know, man. These these standings may be all over the place. All it takes is a handful of wins to change where you're at in the positioning. So we're going to see. I'm we'll gonna... have a week full of basketball to talk about. Good times. It'll be nice. It'll be real nice. Y'all have a great one.